This episode of The Latest is brought to you by The Latest. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Spreaker, and feel free to leave a comment or review, like this one from Maria Oro, who said the following about our episode covering the Democratic National Convention. I want to chat with you. Write me here, please. POFsex.com. My nickname, Muna. Thanks for your feedback, Maria. Enjoy the show. It's Monday, September 7. I'm Greg Ott. This is the latest. President Trump is denying reports he insulted Americans who died in combat. The Atlantic quotes several sources who say his visit was scrubbed because the president feared the rain would ruin his hair. I think that I would make statements negative to our military and our fallen heroes. Those voices are discussing the United States military, the brave men and women going into harm's way to protect the country from outside threats as we destroy ourselves from the inside. Following a series of alleged comments made by the president disparaging members of our armed forces, those who have worn the uniform are beginning to ask themselves the question, how do you defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, when that very document seems to be foreign to the domestic. According to a report in The Atlantic, Mr. Trump has repeatedly trashed the idea of military service, believing the very concept of self-sacrifice to be a fool's errand, unless it's carried out through the noble practice of bankruptcy. In one conversation, the commander-in-chief is said to have referred to soldiers killed in World War I as suckers, who must have fallen for that age-old ruse where the Mark thinks an Archduke had a bullet put in his head, but it was really hidden in his hand the whole time. In another remark, the president asserted that he didn't want to go to a graveyard of soldiers because it was filled with losers, unlike the winners who had laid down their lives so that he could follow his own at Marietta Confederate Cemetery. Mr. Trump is also said to have wanted to keep wounded veterans out of military parades because no one likes to see them reducing amputees, the paralyzed, and those suffering from a host of other physical impairments into an army of floating yellow minions outside Macy's on Thanksgiving. Alongside salads, fat chicks, and the World Health Organization, the president's apparent disdain for the military has been well documented. Earlier this summer, it was reported that Russia has long offered the Taliban bounties for killing U.S. soldiers. And while the White House has been aware of the practice since 2019, the administration has done nothing about it. After all, who's got time to weed mercenaries out of a war zone when Melania's already up to her neck weeding crabgrass out of the Rose Garden? And during the 2016 campaign, Mr. Trump famously insulted the family of Kizer Khan, the Gold Star father of a slain U.S. Army captain, and claimed that he himself had made a number of his own sacrifices. So if you think it's tough being blown up by an IED, Try experiencing the pain of licensing your likeness to a SimCity knockoff, only to discover that it only runs on a limited selection of Nokia phones. Whether it's trashing John McCain or taking credit for a veteran's health care bill signed by President Obama in 2014, it's likely that you've already heard a number of these stories. Just like a program that says it comes out on Monday and mysteriously drops Wednesday night, this may as well be called old news. But instances of faux patriotism and paper-thin admiration for the troops are among the things, alongside Starbucks quote-unquote coffee and gas station television, that bother me most about this country. 
For me, this thin veneer, much like Miley Cyrus's, has always been particularly apparent in the right wing of our politics. Freedom lovers who urge other freedom lovers to get decked out in camouflage, open carry, and wrap themselves in American flags, as long as they're not actually trying to defend the country. It's an extension of the doublespeak the USA is perpetually engaged in. The Broadway understudy pretending that she wants the lead to succeed on opening night while praying that the lunchtime sushi platter takes a turn for the worse and they'll need to call in Alphaba's backup for Wicked's first act. We clap when the plane lands, but we start cursing out the flight attendant and the pilot if the door doesn't unlatch the moment it meets the jetway. We're essential workers, even though we're essentially paying nothing for work. And we're lovers of freedom and liberty, until it's the case of someone else freely expressing a particular liberty that we don't happen to agree with. Turn on cable television, flip through a checkout magazine, or browse the feel-good Facebook posts your mom is sharing, and you'll hear about all the great things that we and our all-American brands are doing for our service members. 20% off Reebok, free coffee at 7-Eleven, unlimited nationwide 4G on the country's most reliable network. The head of state of our country's armed forces might think you're a fool for protecting the country's founding ideals, but <laughs> come on. Would a sucker pay full retail for a Yeti cooler? Mr. Trump has denied that he's called soldiers and veterans losers and suckers, just as he's denied his hair the opportunity to gracefully obey the laws of gravity. And if he's denied another term this November, I hope that those who spent spring's training, summers in the desert, autumns at sea, and winters in a bunker will be among the last of us to look that man in the eye this coming January to say thank you for your service. And now it's time for the O.J. Simpson Twitter update. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. This is me, yours truly. Yours truly. My guest today is Josh Roberts, a fantasy football commissioner who leads an annual fantasy football destination draft with fairly aggressive league settings. Josh, thanks for joining me. Greg, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Last week, O.J. expressed concern over the picks for his fantasy football team. Hey, Twitter world. <laughs> it's me, yours truly. We just completed our fantasy draft, and I think I had the worst draft I've ever had. I did get Patrick Mahomes, though, as my quarterback. I got a number of ifs on my team. One if, and it's the big if, A.J. Green. A.J., go back to being that superstar receiver you once were. If you go back to being yourself, I got a chance, you know. And I, I think I need Melvin Gordon uh, to show out. I know you got to share time with Lindsey up there, but you were a superstar a couple of years ago, so... Get back to that. I'm just saying. <laughs> Josh, what do you think about what OJ had to say? Well, I didn't like his Melvin Gordon pick, and hopefully that was just a situation where a number of running backs went in front of him and he felt obligated to take one. I know many times that happens where there's a run of players right before you and you're forced into poor decisions. Overall, uh, I think poor is the, the best word for this. Uh, it sounds like he had a pretty poor draft, and I'm disappointed on with him uh, based on his football career and his overall acumen. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about OJ? He's a murderer. That's this week's OJ Simpson Twitter update. Josh, thanks for joining me. Pleasure, Greg. And that's the latest, written, recorded, produced by Greg Ott. OJ Simpson Twitter update produced by Christy Forsh. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, other weird apps. They're all out there. Latestpod.com, uh, old episodes, transcripts, whatever. I'm on Twitter at underscore Greg Ott. Yeah, right. 
See you soon. And by see you soon, I mean hear you soon. And by hear you soon, I mean you'll be hearing me soon. And by hearing me soon, I mean you will soon be hearing me do another episode of this podcast. 